This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. I'm Carl Ulrich, Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at the Wharton School, and this is Launchpad, where I talk to successful entrepreneurs about the secrets to launching and growing their startups. I'm very lucky to welcome our first guest, Haley Russell of Chipper Pet Food. Haley, thanks for coming in. Thanks so much for having me. And sorry about that long intro, but we finally <laughs> got to you. So I'm going to first start by giving our listeners a pointer to your to your website. So it's chipperpetfood.com. All right, Haley, give us the elevator pitch for Chipper. Sure. Uh, so Chipper Pet is an environmentally conscious pet food company that enables pet parents to do good for their pet and for, and for the planet. We do this by using sustainable alternative proteins. Our first product is a dog treat that uses cricket protein, which is uh, really powerful. It has two and a half times the amount of protein as your traditional animal meats, and it uses just a tiny fraction of the land and water. It's loved by pets and enables pet parents to feel good about what they're buying. Okay, so I see with some trepidation that you've brought a sample there sitting on the console. <laughs> no trepidation. All right, I'm having my trepidation. Uh, so I see with trepidation. So so uh, describe this describe this first product for me. I'm going to grab it if you don't mind. But... Sure. Uh, so this is a peanut butter pumpkin treat. Mm. Um, so you're opening it now. Right. Enjoy. Um, okay. So and I'm opening a little Ziploc-y bag. And tell us what they look like. Yep. So it is a heart-shaped dog treat mm-hmm. uh, that has a nice complement of cricket uh, added to a peanut butter and pumpkin treat. All right, folks. Here we go. I'm going to – so there's a rule in radio, which is no radio silence. Okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna bite and chomp. And you tell me uh, what – just give us the full ingredients list while I do that. Okay. Right. Sure. So we have some whole wheat, uh, egg, pumpkin, cricket uh, – Molasses. Molasses. <laughs> I'm reading the ingredients list. <laughs> You're reading the ingredients <laughs> list. You put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. You got it. You got it. You, you got it really uh, – and, yep. and in fact, I'm – it's uh, – I taste a – I get the the pumpkin and a little bit of the and the peanut. I I, I actually don't taste uh, cricket, although I wouldn't actually know what a cricket tastes yeah, like. Yeah, so that earthy flavor that you're mm-hmm. taking tasting is the cricket. Ah, mm-hmm. it is earthy, and it's not. Um, I would describe it as. I mean, I many of us have probably chomped on a dog treat before. Well, I have, and uh, they aren't sweet, so it's yeah. it, it sort of looks like it might be a little gingerbread cookie or something. But it's it's not that it's not sweet, but it it's certainly not objectionable. It tastes it actually tastes pretty good. Right. Yeah. So your dog has a different palate than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so for them, it's it's really tasty. Well, it's 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 actually not bad. I I, I if I, I might throw it in my bag, and when I if I get hungry, I'll later. Fantastic! I'll, I'll, I, my right. roommate loves eating them. So, all right. So so Haley, you said that I want you to to back up the the claims. Well, why why don't you just articulate first? Give me the bullet list. Why why would I care? Like why would I buy this product? What does it do for me as a as a consumer? Yeah. And and. I suppose this is one of those complex products where the the end customer is different from the customer making the purchase decision. So maybe talk us through what is the benefit proposition sure. to the to the purchaser 
and if there are benefits to the to the end customer, tell us about those two. Yeah, so for the purchaser, um, really people that are buying food for the dogs are looking for something that primarily is healthy for the pet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that covered with a high protein uh, product. Um, the second thing is price point, mm-hmm. which we're competitive with other pet food products or treats on the market. Um, so that isn't a pain point. Um, and then the third thing really is what's missing in the market right now, which is the ability to kind of derive something yourself mm-hmm. from the process of buying food for your dog, which is this added environmental benefit. I so see. you're able to save land, save water, and chip in. All right. So. Tell us a little bit about the with you know we 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 don't have an hour to go through this but sure. yeah uh, tell us a little bit about what the environmental impact of the current current pet foods are and why this product is better. Yeah, so right now what we're seeing in pet food is this shift toward human grade, no byproduct products that are super high in protein, mm-hmm. and what that means is they are more and more meat intensive. Um, And along with that comes some of the challenges in terms of, for instance, beef using a whole lot of land and water to produce, Mm -hmm. whereas cricket, on the other hand, if you're looking pound for pound, it's somewhere around 4,800 gallons to produce a, a kilogram of beef and one gallon of water to produce a kilogram of cricket. No way. Wow, yeah. that's impressive. So it's essentially uh, almost 100% reduction yeah. in the water. That's yeah. that's really it's remarkable. Huge. Yeah. So if you're thinking about 12 bags of uh, chipper treats, mm-hmm. eight ounce bags over mm-hmm. the course of, say, a year, you can save about a thousand gallons of water and 50 square meters of land. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Now, I... That's just for the treats mm-hmm. now is but but is the ambition broader than that? Yeah, so there are some natural extensions. We're starting with treats because it's a nice way to allow people to trial it mm-hmm. right um, and also it's a nice complement to what dogs are eating already because mm-hmm. it's a different mix of amino acids. Uh, I would say that our next step, beyond dog treats would be things like mixers, toppers with regular food, and then moving into cat treats. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we would be looking at daily food. All right. So one of the questions I have about this is it's it's not, well, it's not that hard for me to imagine how I might produce a few hundred kilos of, of crickets yeah. to put into treats. What? How easy is it to scale cricket production and maybe talk a little bit about that and, you know, how many kilos could be produced and what would those systems look like that produce it? And yep. maybe how did you figure that out? How did you figure out how to get cricket for your for your product? So I actually know this very well because mm-hmm. I started out with a cricket farm. Um, so in spring of last year, I developed my own farm uh, out of the garage. And did you do it in anticipation of this project or were you just... No, actually, the Eureka moment was like I was interested in edible insects. Mm -hmm. I thought that there was a great opportunity for it as a sustainable alternative protein. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to learn everything I could about it. I built a cricket farm and from there realized actually that my golden doodle wren 
loved eating insects. Uh, yes. Wow, that was the epiphany. <laughs> that was the wow moment. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm guessing you don't have any trouble at cocktail parties with that story. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. <laughs> All right, and then- Ren helped out. <laughs> yeah. And then how do you, how do you, how did you, well, actually, let's, let's go back to the beginning. When you, you're currently a, a Wharton MBA student, you'll be graduating, uh, hopefully, if you if you pass in your bachelor of exams <laughs> in the next six weeks or so. Almost there. Yeah. Um, ha, had, when you came to, to Wharton, did you envision that you would, well, you, I bet you didn't envision you would be a cricket entrepreneur, but <laughs> did you envision you would be an entrepreneur and were you looking for an opportunity? Tell us how the, all that came together. Yeah. So I had actually worked at a couple different food startups before mm. coming to Wharton. Um, so I come from a family of entrepreneurs and uh, had worked in food and beverage and so could envision myself doing something within that space. Mm -hmm. I didn't know exactly what it was going to be, um, but this has felt like a pretty natural transition. Yeah. And what is so we're we're just a couple weeks from the end of school. Sure. And what's the what's the plan? Well, we're pleased to have just won the iDesign Prize. Oh yeah, <laughs> I should I should call that out. So let me just let me just give congratulate you. So so Haley won one of the flagship competitions on campus just uh, this week, I believe it was Monday. I was there. I was a judge actually, and and uh, it's it's serious. It's fifty five thousand dollars. And what was really notable about it was you won both the judges award the 50,000 and the people's choice award of 5,000 that's yeah. how it became 55,000 it's a real treat okay so you got $55,000 so i interrupted you what's the what's the plan yeah. so the plan is to use that to drive toward a fall launch mm -hmm. of the treats so mm -hmm. we have a manufacturer lined up mm -hmm. um, over the summer we're going to build some marketing buzz mm -hmm. um, and then look to launch in September, um, secure a handful of pet stores and distributors, and hopefully in September and October. And go from there. so tell me about, I, I think you have a, a, a co-founder too, and, um, and I, my guess is $55,000 is not enough to to uh, sustain you all even on ramen noodles for the first year or so. So will you will you do this? Will at least some of you do it part-time? Will some of you do it full-time? And how have you thought about the financing yeah. of the business? Yeah. So I'll be working on it full-time right out of the gate. Um, my co-founders will be engaged in other opportunities okay, while so they're also take working jobs. on this. So they're going to be able to take a job with a paycheck while they work on this. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll parallel process. Well, that's a that's a, a pretty good model. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems like I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a great product. It's got a definitely got a hook that that should get allow you to get started. And I also love the way you've sort of got a, a wedge to get started with treats, but it opens up into this much bigger opportunity. Yeah. So, uh, Haley, I wish you the best of luck in the finals of the uh, Penn Wharton Startup Challenge, and thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. All right, so for more information, I'm going to give you that URL again. It's Chipper Pet Food, just those words, chipperpetfood.com, and you should, I, I'm guessing you're going to be in the fall time frame, you're going to be able to buy, buy some, uh, uh, some cricket-based dog treats on the Chipper website. So uh, check it out. I'm Carl Ulrich, Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Wharton. Launchpad is produced by Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, on Sirius XM Channel 111. 
The show airs live on Wednesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. You can find more episodes of this podcast on SoundCloud or on iTunes. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.